Hey everybody, welcome back to the Three Cast. I'm your host Matthew Weber. I'm joined by Vincent Pui. How you doing, Vince? What's up? Um, well, it's it's pandemic and it's hilarious fun at work. So you know, use that time of the year. Right. <laughs> okay. And just just think, it's only like what a month and a half or so, and you guys will just be done for the summer. Yeah, but then it's all the paperwork and like you know you gotta pick up all the dead bodies and all the kids that you kind of failed or that have lingering <laughs> paper. You know, like that that's the hard part, right? Oh goodness. Um, yeah, so this is the three cast. We review things usually. We usually talk about movies and TV shows and comic books and stuff. But today we're going to take a, a step back and talk a little bit about the movie industry in general and how they're been kind of coping with the um, with the pandemic and how they've mm-hmm. kind of you know tried to ad- adapt to the new normal. I guess I, mean, I gotta hate mm-hmm. saying the new normal, but. Uh, Vince, why don't you uh, take a yeah. on this one? So, uh, happy coronavirus anniversary, uh, by the way, Matt. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yay! Hey, you guys. You know, I, to be fair, I mean, you guys elected a president who is now really like we have met. We have healthcare up here, and you guys, I don't know, like your president just like went on steroids and has really gone on a tear on vaccinations. I mean, you guys are almost at twenty percent vaccination rate, which okay. is really I think good. It just- I think it just looks like he's doing a really good job because the last guy was such a moron. Uh, it's, <laughs> like, it's like comparing a complete failure and a, you know, just a, a normal person. You know? Well, well so, I, but it's not even comparing precedents of precedents. Uh, sorry, precedent of presidents. But it's also like comparing against other countries. Like, I mean, like, like we see like states like, like sorry, countries like Israel that have like really like, high tailed it for like you know over fifty percent of its population is vaccinated. But then like. You know, America, I mean, you guys have a huge population. You guys really kind mm-hmm. of knocked out the park. So I just want to say, first off, happy anniversary for the pandemic. But let's remember a year ago, because uh, a year ago, we were all sitting at home just going, OK, well, now it's uh, I got Netflix. And, uh, you know, maybe Amazon Prime was something that you had. I mean, I think over the last year, Amazon Prime's got a really big kind of resur- uh, not resurgence, but uh, kind of injection because people have been buying more on Amazon and also taking a look at some of the stuff on Amazon Prime. And not let's not forget. In the fall of last year, we also saw Disney launching Disney Plus, and it's kind of gone gangbusters since. So we've seen a lot of streaming stuff going on, and um, I think it's no surprise that during the pandemic, when we're all quarantined, um, we're all watching more and more of that stuff, and those companies have really made a killing. But of course, that's at the detriment for the studios um, to make their content available in theaters. We've all been, I mean, Matt, I don't know if you've ever been in a theater all that often to begin with because i know where you live but i also know that most of us um haven't been in a theater in the last year or so right so uh the the cinema and the studios have been really taking a hit and that's kind of resulted in the question of what's going on with all those movies and properties like earlier we were just talking about west side story that was kind of put on the shelf and maybe maybe not because these are huge investments for these companies to make these movies and we know that in general the profitability is not all that great um, unless it's uh, for movies, at least uh, for television shows. It, it's, it's probably a different model. So they are able to be quite lucrative. But with a movie, you invest like several like you know, dozens of millions of dollars into making a decent movie. Mm-hmm. And then you expect to have that return over a long tail. Um, whereas with, a, say, a TV series, like you've got the kind of infrastructure set up, you've got the IP set up, and of course you can pivot. So we've seen a lot of the movies now being held back. Like we've seen things like 
Like, let's be honest here. Like the, the Bond movie, the mm-hmm. the Black Widow movie. Um, you know, the, the, like, I mean, and, and I think the watershed moment was when we started talking about Mulan, right? Disney had Disney Plus, and uh, they, at that point in time, they're like, yeah, we're doing good. But then they wanted to really hope they, they were banking on the pandemic to kind of subside and banking on the huge investments. Like, you know, you you'd imagine that Disney was business smart. And they said, look, we got a Chinese princess of sorts. And we know that China is a very big market. And guess what? It, they, they invested a lot of money into making the uh, Mulan movie live action, right? Kind of like coming off the successes of the various other, uh, you know, Alice in Wonderland, Aladdin uh, live action versions. And they kind of put so much money into it that they really didn't want to have the kind of loss in, in, in finance, right? So they were kind of holding off. So one model of operation to capitalize is, of course, to wait until the pandemic's gone, like what we see with James Bond, for example, right? That is really, really painful, right? Um, But then we also have like the cascading effects of holding off and putting things on the shelf. Like you may recall uh, the problems with, say, for example, the Marvel movies, right? Like I think that the longer the Marvel uh, studios wait for the stuff to actually be released, the more out of sequence and the more potential story issues uh, that were kind of anticipated. Remember, these stories are actually coordinated with scheduled launches. Uh, that might kind of start uh, having some domino effects later on. But the other model with uh, those kind of release, or, or sorry, dealing with these movie properties is to basically release it at a premium online. So we saw that with Mulan, where it was like, yeah, you might have Disney Plus for like 10 bucks a month, but for another 20 bucks or whatever, I can't remember what it was, uh, for the next month or so, you can get it straight live into your house, right? And, you know, lo and behold, it fell apart, Uh, you know, and maybe it was because of the movie or whatever. But Mulan uh, demonstrated to people that, hey, you know what, that that uh, premium service on a service already existent isn't going to fly. And we're seeing um, another stab at that, most notably with, say, HBO, right, with the um, Justice League. Uh, the, the the Snyder Cut Justice League. Yeah, and they, they did um, Wonder Woman too, right, on Christmas? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and Wonder Woman over Christmas, yeah. But it's interesting because the, the thing is with Mulan and Wonder Woman, those were basically, they ported the movies onto the kind of streaming service, right? But it's interesting to note, like over the evolution of Snyder Cut, I think there's a couple of things that I, I just want to comment on about this model now. So yeah, it might not be as, say, financially lucrative, right, for the studios, but, you know, I think that Snyder Cut, the, the, the kind of Justice League movie that's coming out, they're actually taking advantage of a couple of features that we see in streaming, right? So the first one is, of course, they can they can long play it, right? Like, they got greedy, kind of like the Peter Jackson model of making movies, right? I'm going to make this two, sorry, this this really dinky Hobbit book into, like, yeah. a three-movie arc, right? And, right. and, and these, 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 three book, uh, these three books that I'm going to do, I'm going to make them into three movies. Like, so it's kind of weird how... How, how like they're, they're really stringing it on. So in the Snyder Cut, it's not a single movie. It's like multi-episodes, right? So that's one thing that's really beneficial, like that they can kind of make epic long movies, which I think a lot of people do appreciate. I think that more and more of us are watching stuff streaming as opposed to like just sitting for an hour and a half in a movie theater. I think more of us appreciate and kind of get a closer relationship to the IPs that way. The other thing that I wanted to comment, though, was with the streaming of, of content, and maybe it's not so much movies, but um, there are things that are changing, right? Like, so, for example, uh, you might not know this, but in, uh, say, The Mandalorian, uh, I'm not sure if you've watched it. Um, did, did, were you one of those people that didn't watch it? <laughs> I watched the first season. Okay, so you know in the... Uh, 
okay, maybe not in the first season, but in the second season, what happens is that they had some flubs where like you got some production guys in the actual shot. Like right? wearing Kinda jeans like, or something? Yeah, yeah the guy that. wearing jeans, right? So so what happened was that once that got out, guess what? The studios just said, oh, whoops, and they fixed it so that when you watched it again, they just kind of cropped it out so that it's not there. So the, I found it interesting that despite the fact that, you know, they're losing money and, you know, the, there's lots of disadvantages and like the story issues, there's some advantages like you can slow play and extend and also you can fix, which I think is kind of interesting. But um, my, my question to you, Matt, first would be, do you see this as a sustainable model as we start opening back up with all these fun vaccinations? Or do you see this as like, mm, it's just a blip and you know what, it's not, it's not worthwhile? Because I think we're at the cusp of making that decision because we've seen the failures, like the Mulans and stuff of the world, but we're also seeing like the Snyder Cut. And, and, and I think that eagerly, like guys like Amazon with the upcoming Lord of the Rings TV series or whatever... Uh, they're 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 watching, uh, seeing how the pandemic breaks out. Obviously, they're still going with a streaming service, but I think a lot of studios in general are just thinking, what's going to happen and what's the best model. So, what's your, what's your take on this, man? I think it's going to depend a lot on the properties because it doesn't matter how long the pandemic goes on, Marvel's always going to come back to the theater eventually because that stuff's I mean, mm-hmm. you're talking like billions and billions of dollars. But I think that the smaller stuff. The stuff that's was never going to earn a billion dollars in theaters anyways, we'll probably see more of that kind of stuff go straight to streaming hmm. just because it gets them to consumers faster. You know what I mean? Um, also, it expands access to a lot of people because a lot of people don't go to th- – I mean even before the uh, pandemic didn't go to theaters anyways. They'd always would just wait until the movie came out. And hmm. I, I – Warner Brothers themselves have already announced that they're doing all of their movies to the rest of this year straight to streaming. Even if the mm-hmm. theaters open back up, they're all going to be on streaming, every single one of them. Uh, so I, I see that really that when everything opens back up, that most of the stuff that's going to be in theaters will probably be the the bigger stuff. And I think it plays both ways because the um, – the theaters aren't going to – after being off for a year and filing for bankruptcy and stuff and maybe not ever coming back, aren't going to want the piddly little film, films that aren't going to make any money. Mm-hmm. They're going to only want to – they're going to want to shove 16 screens of you know, uh, Black Widow on because that's yeah. what's going to make them the most cash. They're not going to want to put on West Side Story or whatever it is uh, mm-hmm. or the Tom and Jerry movie. I mean, <laughs> first of all. Tom and Jerry oh, that movie. apparently is that that apparently is is on streaming with uh, HBO, right? Or, or something. Yeah, yeah. I remember, it's, um, yeah. Yep. I heard about that. They missed up the the streaming, so that they ended up streaming like the the Justice League or something like that. What was it last week? I know there was some snafu that that went on. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's just, I I think that the um. The the new normal or whatever in in, in the end is just going to be more focus because I mean, we talked about this before Vince. that most people don't subscribe. The vast majority of people subscribe to like three streaming services. Mm-hmm. And then when something new comes out, they'll cancel one of them ones that they don't use and subscribe to the other. That's what I've been doing with Disney plus. So when I want to watch Hamilton or one of the, the new things on Disney plus I'll resubscribe. But when I'm done, I just cancel it because I don't need to pay for it. I mean, I, I don't have kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, people who have kids just, <laughs> Leave it on the background noise and let yep, it babysitter. Yep. But 
Um, for most people, just when there's something on, I'll subscribe. When I, you know, I'm done watching everything, I just unsubscribe because it's it's not it will still be there eventually. I just don't have to keep paying for it when I don't want to watch it. So I think that we'll see more and more of that going on, and we'll see more and more properties going straight to streaming. Like I said, the smaller ones. Um, it would be interesting more to see how they handle like because I mean we know I mean Disney's the real question mark right because I, mean, I said that um, the Marvel stuff will go back to theaters and stuff and I I think that that's true but it wouldn't surprise me to see Disney experiment a little bit more on trying to figure out how they can get people to pay extra. To really? Because don't I, you think they've learned? Like, honestly, I, I think that they've learned from not only um, Mulan, but, I mean, they just recently came out with another movie called Raya and the Dragon or Raya and the Last Dragon. And maybe maybe it's just me because maybe there's a lack of interest in Asian uh, uh, animated superheroes. Or animated, I think it uh, has more to do with the fact that they've kind of burned out the market on dragon movies. Uh, I mean, hmm. okay. I mean, they did how they how how to train your dragon, and they did how to train your dragon two, and then there was a couple other animated dragon movies, and they're just like mm-hmm. three or four dragon movies every year, and it's possible that this one is just too similar to all the rest of them. Yeah, I, I could see that, but I, I think there's that so much there's so much proper there's so much stuff that you can watch now. It, it's gonna I could see a lot of stuff suffering because they've dipped into the well too often you know what i mean done too many sequels like halloween 30 or whatever may not do so well because that was always just like an experience you wanted to have in the theaters or something i don't know no i i and i get that but i I just want to come back to the question of like you know disney um might experiment but i mean look at they they learn they they can't be that stupid where you learn from mulan didn't it's basically a loss right and you uh, critically and financially, it was a loss. Uh, you also see Raya and the Last Dragon right now. I mean, it's not it, like they were comparing it to Tom and Jerry. I mean, you have Disney. Imagine in, in any other world, in any other time, where you have Disney coming out with like you know a stellar cast and um, you know a, a decent like premium. Quali- it's not like it's not like one of those kind of like made for TV kind of things or straight to video. It's like a premium level thing, and it's getting mm-hmm. its butt head a Disney movie, a premium Disney animated movie is like getting like beat by magnitudes by like Tom and Jerry. Right. And, and maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm just old, but I don't really see people going, Oh my gosh, Tom and Jerry. Like, I mean, Tom and Jerry is, is a dated, like, do you even know Tom and Jerry? <laughs> I remember the original cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But, but like most kids, I mean, that's, that's like, it's like putting a Rocky and Bullwinkle cartoon in front of us. Like, what the hell <laughs> okay. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I just find it really strange that, you know, you're, you know, to your point, you were saying, well, Disney wants to experiment, but I mean, Disney also likes making money. I mean, th- th- I don't see them like going, oh, okay, let's keep on doing this. They, the only thing that I can really see them doing now is to kind of force uh, TV or streaming programming uh, in order for you to really get the most comprehensive knowledge on the movies, right? And I think that's what you were talking about earlier, where it's like you got to have both. Um, because I'll be honest with you, like in Disney, I'm not sure if you were still streaming uh, when uh, the WandaVision came out, that TV series. No, I had no interest in that. It looked weird. Well, I, you know what? I didn't either. Honestly, 
I didn't have a, I didn't really care, but you know what? I needed a Marvel fix. Like, I'll be honest with you. Like, I, I was like, oh my gosh, you know what? I haven't actually, after Endgame, I don't think I've ever followed through on any Marvel stuff. And I was thinking about it. Like, every year, usually there's like two Marvel touch points. Like, you know, at least two Marvel mm-hmm. movies or something, right? That come out so you can actually keep the flow and it's kind of loosely connected. But then when the pandemic happened, I was like, yeah, I, I really, it wasn't until I watched the show that I was like, yeah, I need to know what's going on and all that stuff. And you know what? I would tell you that it it feels very much like a uh, kind of warm up exercise for an upcoming Doctor Strange movie, right? Which which not a coincidence is going to happen. But I can imagine if you just walked into a theater without having to watch Doctor Strange two, and not understood what happened or transpired in WandaVision, I think you'd be at a loss to the experience, or at least the very least to the basic narrative, right? Um, yeah. And, and I think that that's what's going to make the money, where to get the best experience, to get the best story um, from the movie, you have to uh, touch upon the streaming. Because uh, back in the day, like this, this is what I think. Um, you know how when movies come out, then you have like this huge explosion, like it's been shown that when a movie comes out, you have a huge critical response on YouTube, right? So you got lots of people hearing like the kind of armchair critics and stuff talk about things or like Easter eggs and stuff like that. So that mm-hmm. happens a lot. And those guys make tons of YouTube money, you know, just talking and commenting about that. But now we got, you know, this kind of mandate where Disney's like, okay, so you watch the movie, but now watch the TV series that we can, make, you know, you have to charge for, right? And, and uh, essentially, we're going to supplement that story. If you can't get your 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 Marvel fix or, or Disney fix in general, I think that that's actually not bad. I just think that um, you know Disney has it good. I think to a certain degree, maybe uh, the Paramount guys have it op- have an opportunity because there's movie IPs as well as TV IPs. But I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if Amazon can keep up with that kind of operation. I'm not sure. I mean, they Netflix... have so much. They, Amazon has so much money. They don't. I mean. They're kind of yeah. like Apple in terms of – I mean a- Apple just threw so much money at their streaming service and just continues to give it away for free just because, I mean, they have a gajillion dollars, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really matter. Amazon's a different beast altogether, right? Mm-hmm. Netflix is really the one that you got to watch because they don't – they do make their own content that is sometimes successful and sometimes flops. But what really draws people into Netflix is that you just go on there and say, oh, hey, look, this looks good. I'm going to watch this. But they buy all that stuff from other places. Yeah. All these other places now are also having their own streaming services. So they're going to be hoarding their own IP. But eventually, though, Vince, what I think is going to happen is there's going to be a saturation. Like everyone – every company now has their own – Service. Streaming service, right? Mm -hmm. Eventually – some of them are going to die out because they're just not going to be financially viable for their companies to continue on. Like uh, Discovery Plus or whatever uh, is actually one we just subscribed to. So, um, but the the CBS one, Viacom, mm-hmm. yeah, the, theirs has like nobody wants it. I mean, it's just a lot of trash because a lot of their stuff they've still been selling out and. It's not a very good thing. And then HBO, HBO Max has been having a lot of problems with like quality and stuff. So that really problems, yeah. Like, um, like resolution quality or like just like the yeah. And the, their app is apparently atrocious. At least here in the United States, the, the, the app, which is really bad. Um, well, what, what I think is that eventually some of them will like either combine or 
they won't make as much money as they thought that they would, and then they'll, they'll have to go back to syndicating some of the stuff, and that's what's going to save Netflix. Um, hmm. What I was thinking – we were talking earlier about Disney experimenting. I was thinking it wouldn't surprise me to see them like add another tier. So like we know that saying, hey, you're going to pay for the service and then still pay $30 for the movie, that didn't work. But would yeah. you pay? Would you pay for like a like a, a premium tier of Disney Plus? They got you access to stuff early. Like right now, Whoa. Disney Plus is like seven ninety nine. Pay ten ninety nine, and you mm-hmm. get access to stuff early. So I, I'm not sure if that would actually make too much of a difference post pandemic because I I do, and maybe I'm just nostalgic, and I got kids, and and I mean I, I I know Ricky and I differ on how our parenting roles work on things, but. Uh, I, I have no problem taking my kids out to see a movie. I like that idea. It's a special thing. Like, you know, I remember going to a movie when I was a kid and seeing the cinema and getting the smell of popcorn and stuff like that. I just don't like the idea of sitting at home and watching TV all day. Like, even if I'm watching another screen in a different place, I, I just wanted that change of venue. Um, but do you know what's interesting? You you mentioned about that premium thing. I honestly thought, so 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 I'm not sure if you know what happened with Star. Do you know what happened over there with Disney? Um, essentially I was like, I was just like one day it, it, I was just browsing through just cause I was watching WandaVision and then it said, Oh, star, you got to get permission to do the star stuff. And I was like, what the hell is this? Right. And I was thinking maybe it's an American thing. And I realized star, remember all, all the stuff that's on Disney plus, it tends to be PG 13, right? Cause it's cartoons and like, you know, the, like you got like PG 13 stuff, like star Wars and stuff, maybe the Marvel movies. Right. But there's no R rated stuff because it's Disney. Right. But because Disney acquired like Fox, right? So when you click and say, yes, I will do star and all that stuff. Now, when I open up Disney plus, I have a little subdivision inside, which is all of the, like I got aliens, predator, like all these kind of like, like super R rated movies. Right. And, and it's like, Oh, that's interesting. Um, because they're not charging me more for it, which I thought was pretty nice. I, I mean, maybe I'm stupid and I'm just like naive, but I'm like, Oh, right now. I, Cause there's a point where I was like, do I really need Disney plus like outside of watching WandaVision and maybe my kids as a grown up? If I didn't have kids, I probably would be canceling it. But then I was like, oh, no, no. I mean, I, I'm a grown-up, and maybe I wanted to watch maybe all of the back-to-back Predator movies because I kind of lose track or something. Like, So that, to me, was was interesting, and it was for free. And I was like, yeah, that would keep me on to Disney+, Plus, right? Yeah, I, I think that's going to be a lot of the stuff that they – because, I mean, all these companies own each other, right? So like, Disney owns tons of different things. Like they, I mean, oh, yeah. they own Fox. They own Hulu. They own ESPN. ABC. Yeah. I mean, that's why I think one of the reasons why Disney has gone so gangbusters is because you pay like twelve ninety nine a month, you get Disney Plus, you get Hulu, you get ESPN Plus, you get the Star thing. I mean, that's just an. Um, I mean, you always. I mean, you'd always have something to watch because I mean, if you, you want sports, you want uh, TV shows, you want whatever. I mean, it's just a, it's a good deal. I mean, and, and I think that's mm-hmm. where. Um, if it if that had been another company, if that had been like Netflix or whatever, because you you've seen the price of Netflix just yeah e- every year that you know another dollar another dollar now it's like what seventeen ninety nine or something for their mm-hmm. their biggest mm-hmm. plan I mean, that's that's a ridiculous amount of money for I mean because I mean, everybody let's be honest Netflix has a bunch of shit on TV or on, <laughs> on their plan I mean there's just I mean we subscribe we subscribe here at my house for, uh, around Christmas time I got it for my mother's birthday. Mm-hmm. And because because she likes to watch Christmas movies around Christmas time, like everybody does, and I just mm-hmm. figured, well, you want this is Netflix, of course they're going to have some Christmas yeah. movies that there's just crap. I mean, Randall, we were only browsing for Christmas movies, but we we're trying to find Christmas movies, and they didn't even have like the 
the the Hallmark movies that yeah, we Yeah, I was going to say, isn't the Hallmark channel meant for that stuff? Well, we, we don't have the Hallmark channel, right? We, we, we don't pay for that extra tier or whatever that we'd have to use to get it. Um, but they don't even have any of that kind of stuff. And they have, like, uh, really weird, crappy movies. I mean, it's, and then we tried to branch outside of Christmas movies, and there's just nothing there. <laughs> I mean, it's just there's just <laughs> nothing on Netflix. And I was like, why would anybody pay for this? Especially when uh, – the, and then we subscribed to Disney Plus, like – it was like night and day. There was just tons and tons. I mean, there's tons of Christmas movies. There's tons of cartoons and uh, Marvel movies. And then Hulu had all like the, the um, Hulu has like all the like Christmas TV shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they have all this stuff and it's cheaper than Netflix. <laughs> I, mean, like, okay. I, I don't I don't understand Netflix at all. I mean, people still subscribe to Netflix because it's kind of like you just watch something that's, you know, you don't well, it's there. About? You know what? Honestly, I I didn't have Netflix for a long time. It was a holdout, and then I think um I think <laughs> like half a year prior to the pandemic, um you know I I kind of dabbled in it, and then like when the pandemic happened, I I had it, and it was like full tilt. Um, and it wasn't just because of Tiger King. It was just because it was it was good to see. It, so I was going through it. But then uh, nowadays, I look at maybe it's because I've exhausted the library of all the content that I really want to see on Netflix. And yeah, it's it Netflix is trying to you know, you know, dose out stuff however they can that that works for me. But it's 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 now hard for me to validate why I'm spending all this money um, for Netflix at an individual level. Like I think maybe my kids get some kicks out of watching like non Disney programming on Netflix. But like I can't tell you that there's a show that comes out every week or something that that makes me want to like you know go to Netflix. In fact, I would argue, uh, and and this is a little bit of a different conversation, a bit of a tangent, but. I, I'll be honest with you, Matt, like during the pandemic, I think I've exhausted all of my streaming services to the point now where I'm actually now watching on my smart TV. Like I'm just watching YouTube. Like I'm watching, dude, I'm watching fishing channels on YouTube. That's what, that's what I've been doing too. I'm not, not fishing stuff, but I, I, when I need to, when I need something, I just go to YouTube and watch, you know, somebody build a keyboard or something. You know, it's just always something. Yeah, <laughs> it's just... yeah but it's, it's more recent. It's more, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it, like it's, it's, it's on the cusp of like stuff that's coming out and, and you know that like um, it's it, there's such a diversity of content and and it, and it comes out like it, instead where Netflix might have like you know 20 new shows any given day come out I, I don't know I'm just talking about that um, but like YouTube it's like it's like this open ended maze that yeah you're refresh just, like, the oh page you got something new yeah yeah and 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 it's funny because like I, I I actually started questioning like this is where I'm like do I need to have all these subscription services because Honestly, like I, I was like keeping a tally one week. Like I just like me being the prof, I was just thinking too. Like I realized I didn't go a whole week without. Uh, I went a whole week without actually using Netflix, right? And I was like, what? And then I realized, of course, my kids had done it. But I was like, I didn't use Netflix all week. And then I was like, what did I use with Disney Plus? I only watched the one show, like Marvel, uh, WandaVision. And then I was looking at my watching habits. I watched the local news on TV, so it's like regular TV. And and then the other thing, it was just all YouTube. And I was like, this is crazy. Uh, the only reason why I watched Amazon Prime just in the last day or in the last week was because of uh, one movie, uh, Coming to America 2. That was it. And like, I haven't watched anything else. Like, I don't. That's the that's the weird thing that with my with my screen time being always on Zoom nowadays during the pandemic. I think now that a year after, I don't want to watch stuff like at a full tilt commitment. And I think YouTube stuff has now become like the kind of you don't have to really pay attention to it. And if not, you can just like 
you know, obviously with all streaming services, you can fast forward and back up and stuff, but it's just so quick, quick hits as opposed to like, oh, I have to sit down yeah, and book out an if, hour, right? It fits your attention span. I mean, most videos on YouTube are about, you know, 15 minutes long. So, I mean, yeah. after that, you've lost, you know, interest. You know, it's interesting because, and, and we can kind of end on this if you want. Um, mm-hmm. YouTube has YouTube Premium. Like, they just pay and you just get, you know, ad free or whatever. Um, and, and they've tried to do like original content with like YouTube Red or whatever. Karate Kid and stuff. And stuff yeah. Yeah, it's completely failed. But it's it, it it's in, it it'd be uh, very unsurprising for me to for them to try to figure out how to go through and hide some of their stuff that's like really popular, like um, I don't know PewDiePie or something, like behind a paywall or something of some like where YouTube premium instead of becomes this ad free, it becomes like an extra tier of YouTube that has content. That's really popular behind it. Um, Cause eventually they're going to wise up to the fact that everybody's watching their stuff on YouTube and they need, you know, there's a hidden money pit there where they can just try to find some way to, of course the problem is YouTube has been free for so long. I don't know that people, I mean, it probably pissed a lot of people off, right? If if they, YouTube suddenly started charging for, I don't know, the the most popular channel channels or something. I don't know. It was just something but, that I was thinking I about. Mean, well, well, okay. I don't think that uh, people would. First off, yes, I agree. People would be completely angry that 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 kind of sudden sudden uh, monetization policy would happen. But I, I think that um, I mean, you you said that YouTube Red. Like, is it actually no longer existent? Like, are they gonna kill? No, it? it's still there. But who? I mean, does anybody watch YouTube Originals? I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, but, exactly. I mean, like, YouTube Originals shows up on like the homepage every once in a while. Um, like, uh, like, uh, uh, they did something just recently. It's right. Like, I'm looking at it right now for International Women's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like a big advertisement. But I mean, I don't know that anybody you know is watching that kind of stuff. Um, it could. It used to be like front and center too, because they used to have like a one of their featured banners or whatever yeah they were pushing it they were pushing it but that's the thing like my, my concern is just like other google things that have kind of been pushed out if they make something that's like um not so great or or kind of perhaps whether it's like functionally or financially it's not so great um like like monetizing it there's going to be an immediate response where there's going to be an alternative and and that alternative might kill it and eat its lunch right like, i mean like you know, we, we know that uh, Google, when it tried to do its kind of social media, Facebook equivalent or whatever, it kind of, you know, fell apart real fast. So I'm, I, I I'm looking that, at, I mean, Stadia, too. I mean, Stadia is kind of. Yeah. Right. Which is really depressing because, like, you know, they, I, I, don't, I, I'm, I, I think they tried to, like, compete with Steam, but, you know, they, 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 they can't. Um, and, and I wish I really wish Stadia worked out. I honestly do. Um, yeah, but um, the, the, GeForce now because it, it ties into Steam is way better. Oh, is it? Yeah, because because you can play all like you you can not only can play stuff you buy from GeForce now, which is the Nvidia stuff, right? But you can also tie it into your Steam account and play most of your Steam games that way. Oh, jeez, man. I'll, I'll be honest with you that that, that I mean, that's another discussion altogether. Like, I mean, the, the right. whole Steam ecosystem and op- options all are crazy. But just coming back to that with with like these all of these streaming systems streaming program you know applications and, and operations i think that you're right the, the the we're still in a very nascent era where um it's like lots of them are still kind of emergent 
And we're going to find that there's going to be consolidation. And hopefully, uh, in, in order for that consolidation to happen, stuff will have to die, right? Um, yeah. and, and, you know, but my, my thinking is that YouTube is going to be kind of like cable TV, right? I'm sorry, not, uh, I'm sorry, not cable TV, but local TV, right? Like, no matter what, on the air, you can pick it up, right? Mm-hmm. I feel as though, like, you know, uh, YouTube it's is like, like your last go-to. one standing. Yeah, but it's like, it's like always like, you know, you might not have Netflix, you might not have Disney, Amazon, whatever you want to say, right? But there's always good old YouTube because uh, it's able to provide like casual content and also local content and, and you know, all this other crazy stuff. I think the only question is how you filter it. I mean, that, that's one thing. But um, in general, it's that that's like going to be the new kind of baseline conventional expectation for, yeah. uh, you know, audio visual content, I guess. Well, I mean, Google does algorithms better than anybody. So then they did do such a good job of. Like there's always something on the front page of YouTube that, you know, I just know I'm going to want to watch because it's based on the other things that I've watched, you know, and then you get into that YouTube like rabbit hole where it just keeps sending yeah. you things you know, over and over again. You're just there on YouTube all day and you've done no work. Um, <laughs> the, the the thing about YouTube, though, is like they have all these people making stuff for free for them and none of the other companies have that right like they all have to put in these gigantic i mean netflix is spending like 200 300 million dollars a year making Mm -hmm. content and and let's be honest all of it's trash i mean they haven't i mean tiger king was like the last one that was like went super Big, yeah. viral right and then oh, wait, before wait, wait, that was the, like no no the, the, the chess one wasn't it like she the 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 chess girl show wasn't that uh wasn't that a big one popular? I didn't watch it, but I mean, I thought that I, was I, something I, that people. I don't know. Maybe I just haven't been paying attention, but I mean, I, like, I know they did like the The Witcher or whatever, but that kind of flopped. That was Ara- that was Amazon, I think, wasn't it? Was it? Um, uh, or what was the one with Hen- what was the one with Henry Cavill? Was that? Yeah, it was The Witcher. I just can't remember if it was. If it wasn't, I think it might have been Netflix. You're right. I think it might have been Netflix. Um, or, or... Well, but I think that, that kind of proves the point. We don't know because <laughs> nobody I, watched I, I, it. Yeah, because I just have it. Like that's the thing. I just have it. So I don't, I don't know. I think it was Netflix. Right. Um, but I, the, I mean, the last thing that kind of like drew people in that said, you know, oh my goodness, I have to subscribe to Netflix was like House of Cards. I mean, like that's the, that was the big first thing really? that said, like, yeah, it was like that feels like that was like the last thing that really truly drew people into subscribing to Netflix. Um, huh. Maybe Orange is the New Black was also the, kind of like at the same time that oh, you know man. people. Yeah. But I mean, this was so long ago, and it's like. But but the, the the point I was trying to make was all these companies are spending like hundreds of millions of dollars to make content, and the only one that's really good at it is Disney because they own everything, right? Yeah. They can put all this. I mean, they're they're they've been making content both good and bad for a hundred years. They know mm-hmm. how to do it. You know that. Yeah. They can they can keep making sequels to Star Wars and Marvel and literally be financially solvent for the end of the time. I mean, people just keep yeah. watching crappy star wars movies and crappy marvel movies forever i mean it's just the way it is I mean, but it's not every once in a while they'll have a content. hit or something like like come on man like let's be honest here the mandalorian like just proves the case where that one show basically gave disney plus the foothold it needed to really compete right like let's yeah, be honest brought, here like brought people yeah. in baby yoda right yep yep exactly baby yoda went viral and said look oh my god that's adorable i'm gonna have to watch it you know <laughs> They've they've mastered that kind of content, right? That, that Disney is the only one that has done it that way, that ha- has been able to spend all this money but still have continually su- continued success. And every once in a while, like three or four times a year, Disney has a complete success. I mean, 
who the hell knew that WandaVision was going to blow up, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. Who, who exactly. Would, I mean, other than a comic book nerd, Vince, you, who the hell well, had ever heard of WandaVision before? Well, well, that's the thing. So, like, even for a guy like that's a, that's a comic nerd, like, I mean, I was like thinking, oh, you know, wouldn't you do a story focused on someone else? Like, I mean, there's so many other characters you could get, like, no one really cared much about Wanda, uh, sorry, Scarlet Witch or, um, you know, the Vision. Like, they were just part of the Avengers, sure, but it's like, like, you remember when Disney took a chance and they made Iron Man? Like, people didn't think Iron Man was, like, the premium superhero. They were thinking Spider-Man for sure, but, like, right. Iron Man? I mean, whatever. And then he became, like, the core anchor for the, the up until the Endgame right, movie, right? So I think that's a that, that's that's good. Like, there's, there's like, an apotheosis of, of like, B-list superheroes now, right? Well, yeah, like, like, who, like, like, Guardians of the Galaxy. Who the, who the hell would have thought that that's actually a talking raccoon and a tree that doesn't say anything more than one word? That's going to be a movie... Like gold, right? And like, yeah. Um, well, it's like yeah. that. Um, I mean, before Iron Man, the superhero genre was so riddled with failures, right? Because they rebooted mm. Batman like twenty times. I mean, yeah, and, and Superman. And, and, yeah, yeah. And like, I, I, like every once in a while, you'd have a Batman that was good. Like Nolan came in and he did a good job with Batman. But mm-hmm. prior to that, I mean, you had George Clooney and you had you, you had yeah, Arnold Michael Schwarzenegger. Nineteen eighty nine or eighty seven, I can't remember what that one wasn't too too bad. Like I mean, for what it's time with Jack Nicholson as a Joker, you're mm-hmm. too young to know this stuff. But yeah, but, but I mean that, that was the point. I mean, it was like. There was no superhero movie prior to Iron Man that had a a, a a long-term run. I mean, like it was it was like they do maybe one movie, they might do two maybe two movies like a sequel or something like that, and then they'd have to reboot it because it, mm-hmm. and it was the same way. I mean, it was Spider Man, it was Batman, it was Superman. Every single one of those have gone through. I mean, so many reboots you can't even count. Mm-hmm. But then Marvel came in and did Iron Man, and all of a sudden, I think whether it was because you know, people were ready for something that was kind of more like a, a, a solidified universe because, I mean, everybody knows the MCU, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or if it was because Robert Downey Jr. just did such a fantastic job of playing Iron Man, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, cause people I, I, got really attached to him. I mean, so so much so there were people crying in the streets when he, they killed him off, right? So, um, and, and then they didn't even, I mean, in traditional comic book fashion, they, uh, they're they going to bring him back, of course. Uh, uh, I don't know about that. Well, I know that well, he had a cameo like, in the the Black the Black Widow movie, right? I, I, what, you got a leaked copy. I sure as heck didn't. Uh, well, no, it was like I, they was on, it was like on one well, of the he, blogs or whatever that said he was going to be in like the uh, some cameo. I'm, maybe I'm making this up in my head. I just don't remember. I don't know. Oh, exclusive. <laughs> in, there we go. Um, I, I'm, I'm breaking the news here. Definitely. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. is back from the dead. <laughs> oh, they're um, making another um, Sherlock Holmes movie with him, too. I just saw that. Oh, for real? Oh, that's, Yeah, it's been that, a decade that, since the last one, so he apparently no. finally had time to do it. It's been a decade? It's been a decade since the last Sherlock Holmes movie, yeah. Holy uh, the, crap. Uh, the last one with him. They did They did one after that with, like, um, Will Ferrell, right? And, yeah, uh, but that's not, no, but not in the same universe. That was just, like, him and um, um, Riley, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, um, yeah nobody yeah, watched yeah. that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, nobody watched it. All right. Anyways, anything else to say on this before we? No, nope, no. Nope. Good conversation though, man. Yeah. All right. So if you want to get in contact with us, you can do so at the three cast on Twitter. I'm at MTWB. Vince is VWHUI. Ricky, who's not here, is Ricky underscore Williams one. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash the three cast, and you can contact us via email at the three cast show at gmail.com. Uh, we record mm-hmm. twice ish a month, so uh, 
you, we always try to get the episodes right out after we record them. So make sure you subscribe to all of our stuff because we're pretty much on every platform that you can imagine. Mm-hmm. So make sure you subscribe. So uh, we'll see you next time. I have, I, I think I go next. Do I go next? Well, I mean, we're going to be talking about the the. Oh, we're the doing the COVID thing, right? Right. That's yeah, right. Yep. Um. So ne- the next our next topic we're going to talk about uh post pandemic world uh because yeah. we're getting close it feels like we're finally I mean just seriously finally we're finally getting closer like may- like maybe summerish that we might be able to see where the fact we're at least most places in the world are getting close to that fifty percent you know mark maybe hopefully don't want to yeah. jinx it I mean because Biden came out yesterday and said like in May everybody can have a vaccine I don't know how he's going to do that yeah yeah you guys but, are buying them all up because you can't can't get them but uh well yeah you know, at the same time you guys are opening up florida and texas so i don't know what else going on over there man yeah. uh, it's florida and texas they can't do anything right i mean, <laughs> so, yeah. anyways uh thanks for listening we'll see you next time take care guys